Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. All over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Boy Confessions podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Heke. Um, and we're about a week out, a little more than a week out from, or not week out, week past, um, our sixth poetry jam and our fifth year anniversary. Um, last week I had given you guys some, it wasn't really an episode, but it was like a, you know, a little thank you. It was like a thank you little interlude or something like that. I don't know if you call it, call it that, but I was much too tired to actually have an episode and I apologize for that. But um, we're here today and you know I thought it would be amazing um, just coming off of that poetry jam recovering honestly because the team had to recover um, to really just you know have a conversation the plan was to have it with the board but unfortunately our schedules didn't didn't match up but today we have the wonderful amazing and talented Danielle Clayton our editor-in-chief big D big Danielle um, <laughs> put some respect on it um, and, you know, we, we just decided we want to have a conversation about, you know, just really identity, have a conversation about how we found our identity in Christ, because that's the mission, right? Our mission is, um, as unassociated, is to help you discover your identity in Christ. And, uh, yeah, what better way to kind of commemorate five years and a successful poetry jam than having this conversation. So, Danielle, um, welcome back. You're no stranger. Welcome back to Church Boy Confessions. How are you doing today? I'm um, I'm doing really good, and I'm um, I'm really excited to have this conversation. So thank you for having me. Amen, amen. Tell us where you're from, Danielle, so everybody puts some respect on it. I'm from the Bronx, New York, born that and raised. <laughs> as you should, as you should. Not Queens, not Brooklyn, the Bronx. <laughs> and she wants to make sure everyone knows that too. What's your tag on Instagram? My tag is at a Bronx writer. Period. <laughs> Period. Um, shoot. Well, I mean, no wasted time. Like, normally I start off all the episodes with, like, announcements. But, you know, we kind of ran through those. Actually, wait. We got Bible study today. I'm stupid. <laughs> um, Bible study today, uh, September 4th. 5.30 p.m. Pacific time. Um, we invite you to those who might come for the first time, those who have been coming for a while. Um, we're excited to have this, um, to have a conversation once again. Um, I will be telling you guys what that topic is uh, soon, hopefully. But nevertheless, um, yeah, hope you guys come out to Bible study and we're going to have a great time. But really want to start this off, Danielle. Um you know, what stood out to me, one of the biggest things that stood out to me this poetry jam was, of course, your performance because you decided to grace the stage for the second time. All right. Um, and I loved your piece. Um, and I would love I think that would be a great place to like as a launch pad for this conversation. Could you tell us about your piece and what inspired it? Sure. Um, OK, so my piece was entitled Free and um, and it was really just about, I mean, it was a summary of the journey that I've had in finding myself and really, really being able to feel comfort in my skin. Because I think as I, as I thought about like my, my growth in Christ and my growth in my relationship to myself, I realized that a lot of 
my a lot of my relationship with myself was impacted by other people mm-hmm. and how other how and not even sometimes I feel like for me like I was very much debilitated by what people thought of me right and sometimes it wasn't even like what anybody actually said it's just you know like you go and when we were talking about this when I interviewed like you go into a room or step into a room and you feel like you know what people are thinking and so I felt yeah. like as much as I was impacted by things that like people actually said to me I was just debilitated by what people were thinking about me and that yeah. halted me from making decisions and it halted me from really standing in who I was for a really long time and so the poem was really like me reflecting on the transition from being so controlled by what other people thought or the perception of what other people thought to really being free from even from that even being a factor in my life anymore by God's grace amen amen um and I loved your piece one because I've seen that process of you being free and becoming free, and I affirm you in that. Um, but I think also I loved your piece because I related to it, right? Um, like, you know, I've told my story countless times on, on this podcast, but, you know, interestingly enough, you know, I've also felt that, you know, and, and I think that social anxiety is is kind of the term that we give to it, but I think it's rooted in much, like, the, like deeper than that. Um, where it's like you're so debilitated by what you think other people see in you. Um, and you're so debilitated by all these different factors in life that are essentially pressing to define you. Um, and, you know, for me, that process of being able to be free from that, I mean, it's taken a long time, right? And, and I think now, if I thought I was free before, I wasn't. And I think now I can say that I'm more free, right? Like... Like for me, I, I had to get to a point where I like legit felt I, I was debilitated and I was calling myself a loser. And I, I did felt like I was as bad as I, you know, the, the voices were saying I was. Um, and I'm thankful that God reached out at that time. You know, I've told my testimony where people say they heard a, heard the voice of God. I heard him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I can't describe to you like how it <laughs> was audibly, but it was just more so just an experience. I don't know. Um, and he told me that I'm a winner when I was calling myself a loser. And that kind of started the entire process of him helping me to understand that who I am is not who other people say I am. It's not how they perceive me. It's not my past. It's not my sins. It's not all these different things, not my wins and losses as well. Um, it's who he created me to be. Um, and I appreciate him giving both of us unassociated and, and, and him giving us this space to serve him in a way that, you know, he's also done that work in us. And we also want to help, you know, promote that message so other people can can start to make that shift in their lives as well. So um, that's amazing to hear. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, just about like, you know, when you're in that space of like defining yourself by what other people say, like, was it just people or was it also other things like that kind of made you feel low about yourself? Um, It was, I don't, I think it was people, but I think also like, it was a very like, so I was very also uncomfortable in my body for a really long time. Yeah. And so I think it's like a, I feel like it was kind of a chicken and egg thing where like, it was feeling uncomfortable in my body while also like projecting what everybody, what I thought everybody else was 
saying on top of things that people were actually saying. Yeah. And it was all just this, making this really, mm. this really bad cocktail of discomfort. And so I felt like, mm. and I think also, I think, and I, I mean, I said this at the closure, but I think this platform is, is really healing for me because, and for a lot of us that grew up in the church, because I think, you know, when you grow up in the church, especially as like a young person, like you can't name the thing, but like when you hang out with your friends and you go to school, like you feel like there's a difference that you feel. Yeah. And like, it's not, it's not, it's not really something that you know the name of Yeah. at that time. It's just like, oh, like, and you don't, I, like in hindsight, obviously it's the way that we were living and like the fact that, you know, we were Christians, but there's like a very distinct, like difference that you feel. It's like, even if you all do the same thing, it still feels like, it still feels different. And I original in the original draft, I had a line about how, you know, I I fought to fit in so bad, and you know, we were you know like, and I laughed to fit in, and they were laughing because they thought it was funny. I was laughing because I wanted to fit in, not because I actually mm. understood the joke. And so it was. Wow. It's like there is like a there's a very like it's a, you know like you know that feeling of like even yeah. we're all doing the same thing. It's like it still doesn't feel right. And so I felt like more than anything, I was describing that feeling that I felt for a really long time. And and I think for a long time, I really tried to feel that feeling by doing what other people were doing, by going where other people were going. And even like when I went, I just didn't feel fulfilled. Like yeah. I remember like this girl was having a birthday party and I wanted to go so bad. And I asked my dad, like, can I please go? Can I please go? And he was like, I mean, he let me go, but he said to me something that I never forgot. And he said, there's nothing like, there's nothing for you there. But you know, like wow. you're a kid, you're like, oh, you're trying to keep me from fun. And I went to the party and the entire, and I wrote about this too, of like, when I went to the party, the thing that I thought I was, the thing that I thought the party would give me, it didn't give me. And I was just unfulfilled the entire time. Mm. And there was this constant disconnect of like trying to do what people are doing and doing it. And it still just did not feel, it didn't give me what I thought it would give me. And so I felt like for me, the the thing, the tension was like, was that feeling and, and striving for a long time not to feel that way and mm. to eradicate that feeling, not realize that the feeling was not going to come from being with these people that I really didn't even like anyway, but mm. I just felt <laughs> like I needed to be, you know what I mean? Like, cause I, like, I, like there's the this validation. thing I see on Instagram a lot. It's like, yeah. And there's this thing I see on Instagram a lot. And it's like, I used to walk into rooms and wonder if people like me, but now I walk into rooms and wonder if I, I want to like be that. there. And yeah. if, if this is where I need to be. And so I think, yeah, I think it was, it was it was wanting to fit in it was in discomfort in my body but it was really overall like trying to figure out why did i feel different regardless of and even if i was doing something that wasn't bad if, if i wasn't you know acquiescing it was still like i still don't feel like i don't get what y'all are excited about. i don't get what yeah what what's going on and then my dad just something to be really poignant like recently that you know the very like us as christians like before we say anything before we do anything just and who we are, there is a natural tension with us in the world, like before yeah. anything. And so that tension always exists. Yeah. Whether we sit in the classroom and tell people we're Christian, whether it's obvious, like it's always a tension. And I think I was, yeah, my whole, my, like for so much of my life, I was like, what is that? Like, why does, yeah. like, and I, I was, I was chasing to find like what that was. And obviously I came to realize what that was and it took a little while, but yeah. I think it was more of like, what is that distinct like difference that i always feel regardless of what is going right. on no that's actually when you describe it that way <laughs> what's so funny is that like 
I legit know exactly what you're talking about because I lived it. And I think, you know, at this point in our, in our lives, like, right, like in the Christian community, young Christian community, there are those of us who we grew up in the church, like, and, you know, we've always been that church boy, church girl. And there are also those of us that like, you know, we weren't, we didn't grow up in the church or we were doing whatever we wanted to do. And then kind of like had that big, you know, 180 turn. Um, but for those of us that were born and raised in a church and labeled as a church girl or the church boy, I think that a lot of us can relate to just feeling so out of like the loop, you know, like just so disconnected. And, you know, I think, you know, you could relate. But for me, I resented that so much. Like I, I resented the fact that like, I just, I just can't participate like you guys are participating you know i have a certain conviction or like the things that they're doing are just completely taboo to me and because of that like you're kind of seen as lame or kind of weird or just kind of, kind of like a square and what's interesting to me is that i think that even those that come later in the faith they see that as well in the form of now their friends are kind of like their friends that they used to do things with they can't do do with no more so what's interesting to yeah. me is that for those of us who have now come to Christ or we've been in Christ, we can see that tension. And a lot of the times, like if we're not careful, we can resent that. We can resent yeah. the Christ in us that makes us different from the rest of the world because of our longing for validation or to fit in with the world. And man, I, I can say that that leads to a myriad of problems. Um, and I think you can attest to that as well. Yeah, I think, I think for me, what I like something that I've really come to, to, to apply in my own life is just like perspective, and the perspective is everything. Mm. Um, because I think, for me, I didn't, I didn't really resent it. I think I was always confused by, it and I think I was very, very naive about like I can do this and still be friends with y'all. Like, it, like I can do both. Like, yeah. I can be the Christian girl. I can be the person, and then be friends with y'all. And then it's like you can't really and something my mom always said was like you know like sooner or later if you hang out with somebody who's not like you either you'll become like them or they'll become like you but somebody is going to change and mm. um i think yeah wow. i was trying to balance i was trying to balance both and it wasn't mm. until and i told the story the last time where like after my senior year lost all my friends it was just it was a mess and i was really i was really struggling and it was so crazy to me because the day that I graduated from high school, that's when I got the award. And like, I was, I think that was for me, the beginning of truly like understanding like who God was and really developing, developing a relationship on my own. Yeah. And I was a big sister in high school. And one of my little sims like sent me a message and said, like, you, you are grace personified. I've never seen anybody mm. um, embody joy and, and, and grace in every situation as you did. Yeah. And I was like so confused because I'm like, I was having the worst year of my life. But I think, mm. um, and I talked, I talked about this in one of our, my other interviews, but like people and the people around you, like they, they chide you for being Christian. They resent you, but it's also like on, on the same level, they know exactly who you are. And they know mm. if they need prayer, they're going to come to you right. because and earlier that day, um, as they were describing the award, I'm sitting next to my dad. And I'm like, that's not me. Like, totally ignored it. And he said, are you sure? And I was like, mm, 
you might you might be onto something. The award so you're getting at graduation. Award. Right. Okay. So they announced my name and I'm like, huh. So I come back down to sit next to my dad and I was like, did you know I was getting this? And he said, yeah. And I was like, but how did you know? And he said, because like the people that stopped being friends with me, he said, like I saw them start to turn around as they were describing mm-hmm. you. He said, people, he said, the world may not like you and they may resent you because you are striving to live a way that they are, that they know that they can't, but they know mm-hmm. who you are. They know at the end yeah. of the day that you'll uphold what's right. And so I think it's, it's a very interesting dynamic of like being around people that aren't striving to live like you because while they will resent you, they will make fun of you. They will, you know, do whatever they can to make you stick out. They also know in their heart of hearts, this is a person of God. This is a person that if all hell broke loose or if anything happened, I could come to that person. And so yeah. I think it was, it's a, it was a really weird thing for me where I was like trying to be both and trying to navigate both. Yeah. But ultimately realizing that, you know, you can't be of two, you can't be of, of many masters. So it, it was, right. it was a very interesting, like, realization for me of like not only realizing that i can't do both but realizing that like while i'm like i have also a unique opportunity right to be a light to these people and to the to the people around me even if i don't even realize it yeah no absolutely um we got to bring scripture into this and then I'm, I'm gonna follow up with the with another question i believe we're going to john 15 <clears throat> um Here we go. John 15, 18. Jesus is talking to the disciples. It says, if the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know him who sent me um if i had come if i had come i'm sorry if i had not come and spoken to them they would have no sin but now they have no excuse for their sin um he who hates me hates my father um and we can keep on going but i wanted to stop there because when i read this place you know i think there are a lot of christians who will boldly say you know i'm for christ and and that's why the world hates me and like they're bold and they're confident about this and they're happy about it, you know, because they see it as a badge of honor. And I think that's how we should see it. But realistically speaking, there are also some of us believers. And I think sometimes I can be that believer as well, where this is not good news. Like this is like this is saddening and it's causes a lot of discomfort. It causes a lot of stress. It causes a lot of anxiety because none of us actually want to be hated by anybody. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but I appreciate when I'm liked and I'm loved and I'm shown appreciation by people. So when I recognize that in aligning myself with Christ, it can very well bring a lot of people against me. In full transparency, like, that's tough. And I, and I think that that's a real obstacle when it comes to a lot of us walking in our identity in Christ. We recognize that, okay, well... A lot of people don't like this Bible verse. A lot of people don't like this doctrine. Or a lot of people don't like the fact that I'm not drinking when they're drinking. Or a lot of people don't like the fact no. that, you know, I'm not laughing at that joke because I thought it was inappropriate and I'm convicted, right? So my question to right. you is, in those times, I mean, like, you know, 
how did you get to the point or if you're at that point of like being able to be okay with accepting the fact that in your following Christ, people will legit not like you <laughs> like and, and that's just what it is. Um, I think, again, I feel like that's also a matter of perspective because I feel okay. like that is something that, like, I grappled, especially, like, being in college and going to, like, a worldly school where, like, it comes up, like, you know, a lot. Um, I feel like I think about it in a couple of ways, right? So, like, I feel like there's a – oh, my gosh. Uh, I don't remember this. I don't remember where I saw it, but I feel mm. like on the one level – it's like, okay, I could either be, I feel like, I've, and this is a place I've come to. This is not a place I was. I have arrived here where I feel okay. like on the one, on one part of it is I would rather be aligned with God in the world. And if I'm doing something or living something that doesn't align for God, then I'm not who I say I am. And so I feel like part of it is, uh, uh, it's, it's like, how do I say this? It's like, I feel like I don't, I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily like it, it. It's like, it's unfortunate, but I would rather have the world against me than God for one. That's, that, okay. that's, well, one. that's, that's a but good one. Also, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's valid. And so, but I think as coming from someone who was really like define what other people thought and mm. like really like scared of like, you know, I think also realizing that like, I think, and I said this in I said this in my poem of like, however people feel about me or whatever they tension they feel, it's not really towards me. It's there. They have you know, and the specific line that I said was, I was I was collateral damage in their fight against God. So I think when I framing it like that, realizing that people's issues wow. aren't actually with me, yeah. like your issues are not actually even with me. So mm. I can I have the understanding and the maturity to realize that me me returning to you what you were given to me or even not being who i said i was I, that is also making me a bad witness and i think thinking constantly like if we thought constantly about the responsibility and the charge that we have to be like in this world and thought about that for a second before we met somebody with what they met us with i think that that would i think even thinking about that and stopping for a second would stop us because mm. i think for me honestly what has what has what has done it for me is my father and seeing him like seeing his witness because that's what made me want to be a Christian because I was like I want to have the joy that you have and I want to have the capacity that you have to meet kindness with kindness and so I think it was also realizing because I think he told me that at one point that like the world's tensions the world's issues with me like they're not really with me like they're with God and so if I, and I, you know, like, and I think something that I've been reading, that I've been reading in the scriptures, because um, uh, I was reading John this week also, and just the way that Christ says that if you have seen me, you have seen God. Yeah. And so we are supposed to also live in a way that when the people, when the world sees us, they see God. Mm -hmm. And so by that logic, when they're seeing me, you know, profess, or when they're seeing me say what I say, you really, they're seeing God, you know, God willing. And so that's the issue that they're having. Like, for example, I was yeah. in a, a writing, well, I'm, I'm in a master's program, I'm in writing. And, you know, in a lot of writing classes, especially in my school, like, things come up and people are really, people's, people's you know, alliances and, and what they believe come up. And yeah. 
there was someone in my class who was very upset because um, another one of my classmates had written about uh, a family dynamic and how despite the tension of their family, she forgave her parents and her family and was able to find reconciliation yeah. and find some sort of peace with them. Yeah. And another person in my class wasn't there yet. Yeah. So she was attacking this, this like, how could you do this? And, and, and so her own, you know, issues were coming to the surface. And she so was mad that I'm like, the, but, the girl forgave her family. Right. And I mean, ultimately she, she kept, she said like, you know, who's going to hold them accountable for what they've got. And I'm like, well, yeah. that's a job for God. That's not, that's not for, but for if you me. don't believe in but God, they're also, not even thinking like that then. That's very true. But in that moment I said, you know, I said, but she is exercising grace. Right. I said, yeah. because, and nobody loved that I said this, but I said, well, Jesus died for us. And I mean, we all killed him. And like, there was mm. nobody, you know what I mean? And so it's like, when you again thinking about it through grace, like thinking about the fact that Jesus died, and I mean we're not great people, and He died knowing that we would sin, and so yeah. again grace. And then my professor said, you know, I was trying to get us there, but I didn't know how. And but I noticed, I think even when the world doesn't like what you have to say, if you are truly allowing God to speak through you and be a witness, they do respect it. Like no one's going to like on more occasions, yeah. but no one's going to trifle with the state, but no one's going to to you know like fight you and and i'm in a place personally where i would rather be respected than liked. like you don't have to like anything i'm saying i'm actually okay if you don't like me. i'm good with that but i but you do need to respect the god that i serve and i do need to yeah. live in a manner that makes you respect him so i feel yeah. like in terms of the question of like i'm i'm okay with not being like i'm okay if and like to paul i should know the book but where paul says if it is for christ's sake now, Amen. having done something that offended someone, that's a that's whole... A whole that's a whole different conversation. A, We're not talking about thing, the people who come, are out here mm-hmm. acting holier than thou and being super judgmental and, and being Yeah, we're not talking about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I'm in a place... And I mean, again, that, that takes a process where, like, now that God has freed me from caring about when people think about me, oh, I don't care. Like... You don't have to like me. You don't have to. You don't have to go to church with me. But I have a responsibility to speak as the Spirit leads me and to be a light. Yeah. And you can respect that. Shoot, you cannot respect that. But I'm going. To, I have a responsibility, and I think also God. And this is a scripture that has that has got me through many times. God has not given us a spirit of fear, yeah. but of love, of power, and of sound mind. And the yeah. same power he used to raise Jesus Christ is in us. And I think as us, someone yeah. who also struggles with this, if we really think about the authority God has given us and like here and where we are, we wouldn't even care if, if because I'm like, I don't like these people in terms of like how they live. And so yeah. if they don't like me, like that's, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> See, <laughs> like, one thing I, it, one thing I really like that you said, um, so I, I, I want to say this before I forget it, was that no, you too. talked about how you have a responsibility and I think that that's it for me. Um, I know, and, and this is the part where it gets hard. Like, I can look at somebody and I know why they're cool. Like, I know, I know what it takes and I know the ingredients and I know all this different stuff. I get it. I see it. I have an eye for it. The X factor, the je ne sais quoi, whatever it is. And... I also recognize that I'm not that. And the reason why I'm not that, I mean, at least in my head. 
the reason why I might not be that to everybody at all times is because like being committed to Christ is not a part of that image. It's like in this current world today, it's not, you know, and there's been times where it's like, okay, like this is not something I'm going to get into. This is not a situation. It's not a place I'm going to, I'm going to go to, not a person I'm going to hang out with, you know, not a girl I'm going to speak to, whatever it might be because of my relationship with, with Christ. And in those times, like there was a times, there were times where I felt like, dang, like, you know, Christ is holding me back. Now, I wouldn't say that, mm. but like I'd be like, you know, but this relationship, it felt. I, it felt like it was hindering me from certain experiences that I wanted. And before, like, mind you, I, I'm raising a church, so I didn't have those experiences. Some people had those experiences and they're like, ah, oh, you know, that's not it. Like, I want Christ instead. But for me, I can't tell you that, oh, that ruined my life. So like there's there was still that like part of like, oh, I'm curious, you know. But like what would always keep me was just always being able to recognize the responsibility that God has given me or given us really like that responsibility, the purpose, the calling. And a lot of the times, the reason why I, I, I just can't go in that direction is because God had already let me know or is giving me some type of sign of like there's someone that needs a good example of Christ and I think and, and that might be what's what it is for them that turns their life around that might be what it is for them that solves that problem that's been persisting in their life for so long and for me that has been so much more important than me just fitting in and being you know participating in whatever it is that people want to participate in that's not of God it's the fact that one I recognize that Jesus is the answer and two, this world is full of broken people. And I just genuinely want to be a part of God's plan to to help them. Like, you know? Okay, it reminded me of two things. My Something my dad has said is like, there has to be an Isaiah. There has to be a Jeremiah. There has to be a Daniel. There has to be somebody in the environment that is is a light and that shows people mm. that shows people and i think again like some people don't go to church some people don't have access don't access bible and so they they don't sometimes like the people don't know anything about god but through how we live and so um if there isn't anyone in that space that is to be a light it's probably my responsibility and so i have to be i have to be available to do that and i have to be willing to think about the souls because we should be just yeah. as concerned with people that aren't of Christ that are. And so that's a responsibility that we have. But then also I thought about a scripture in terms of what you were talking about with the the balance of like I want to be liked, but I also like have a job to do. And it's Philippians three, um mm. verses seven and eight. But what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Mm. Yea, doubtless and I count all things but lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and Amen. do count them but dumb that I may win Christ. Amen. And so I think I think ultimately what, what you're describing is, I think that's about a daily death we have to die to our flesh and mm. the, the flesh and, and the, the desires, because I think the flesh is what makes us scared. And my dad said something about like, when we assess our human capacity to handle something, 
Yes, like it's scary. It's like I don't want to do that. Like there yeah. is a fear, but that's because we're looking at our human ability mm, to do something. Right. We are, we are, we are dead to this flesh. We are yes. empowered by the spirit and emboldened by the spirit. And Amen. so when we take the lens of away from like, okay, what I Danielle will do, what I Emmanuel will do, and think about the fact that if God, God wanted us to be in this situation, this is where we are, and so we have to be obedient to that responsibility and that charge. And that, that faith has to be greater than that fear for perfect love casts out all fear. And so we have to eradicate yeah. that fear and that, that human perception of how we can get through this situation because we have God for that. Amen. I'm happy you said that. <laughs> I'm happy you said that because I, I was going to ask, what can we start telling people? Because I want to give some as practical as it can get some advice. So right. you said die to your flesh, and I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them another one when I actually figure out where Romans is in the Bible. All right, cool. Uh, Romans chapter twelve. Um, this is when you know verse one. Paul is saying that you know I beseech you, brethren, you know pre present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, sacrifice. which is your reasonable service. And then number two says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable <clears throat> and perfect will of God. So I would say my my practical advice is that we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Like in order for us to break away from that conformity to the world, we have to be transformed. We cannot think in that same way. We cannot continue to process things in that same way. One thing, I guess, let's let's pray about it. Let's let's meditate on the word about it, about allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and legitimately transform and renew our minds. Because that mindset of just continuing to value things of this world over valuing the treasures of heaven or that mindset of being more consumed with your own self-image than glorifying and bearing the image of God or that mindset of being more concerned with making friends of this world rather than calling the world to repentance. Those are mindsets that we have because of our sin. And we need to allow the Holy Spirit to come in and sanctify us from those mindsets, be transformed by renewing of our mind so we're not conformed to the world and we'll be God's living sacrifices. That's mine. And I would say with that, like, I think also the struggle is like, so for me, like, it's like you want to have friends, right? And I think, but I think as you mature in Christ, like you want to have friends like you. You don't want to have friends that, Oh, I can't ask them. They can't do this for me. Or like, I yeah. can't. And, you know, and so I think, I think that also requires prayer, right? Because I was in yeah. that place where I was like, I don't have friends that like I, that I really want to see, to be honest, or that I, that yeah. I can talk about my faith with, or that, or that it, or sometimes it just doesn't even come up. And that's weird to me because that is who I am. And so that was prayer. And that's when unassociated came. And that's when, that's mm. when God brought it together. So I'm like, finally, like people that like, they they live this life with me. It's not a show. It's not. So I was thinking about when you said like I was I was out like I went with my coworkers out after work one time and I don't drink. And so mm -hmm. like they went to happy hour, but I just wanted something to eat. So we're eating. They're ordering things. I said I'll just have like an iced tea. And they were just like, like why aren't you getting alcohol? And I was like, because I don't want it. Like it, and for me it's like it's 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 not a thing I was ever struggling with. I just I didn't want it, and then it turned into this entire like. They're interrogating me. Why don't you want? And I was just like, 
what? Like this is yeah. this is insane. It's weird. And I was tired of being in situations like that where I just cannot be. Like there has to be interrogation. It's so interesting because the way that the world perceives us and 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 says that we act, that's how they are. The world is like that. The world wants to know why you don't want to do this with them. The world pressures you. The world makes you feel like if you're not aligned with them, then you are utterly mistaken. And I think that's again like about praying for that for that relinquishing of fear of mm, of, of yeah. listening to the world of 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 giving in to what they want you to give into. Um, and yeah. I think again that that's prayer and that's that's earnestly seeking, you know, God, but also like being able to stand up in your friend group or whoever you're with and saying, you know, this is where I'm at. These are my boundaries. And if respect sometimes them. you may have Put someone some respect that, on them. Yeah. Yeah. And you might be surprised. You might have someone that's like, wow, like I, I want to do that, but I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, and I think you would be surprised by the responses that you get. And I think again, like trusting that God's ways are not our ways. And if he wants you to say something or do something or be somewhere, it is for a reason. Either yeah. it could be to, to encourage somebody who is a little bit timid and, wants to be where you are because i know when when we met i was like man this guy is so cool like he's proud of being christian and i was like i had never seen that in someone my age mm. and i was and it was for me an aspiration of like where god could get me and so it's really been a privilege to be a part of this and to grow in faith and to grow with somebody who loves god and wants to mm. live for god and now we have this entire team and now we have this entire community and so I think, you know, you have to step out on faith. You have to be willing to stand alone sometimes and yeah. and, and realize that you're not actually standing by yourself, that you're with God. But that, that takes time, that takes prayer, that takes encouragement, but it is possible. I've stood by my, for anyone watching, I've stood by myself many a times. And at first it's like, it's very uncomfortable. It's like, dang, like nobody's gone. <laughs> but you, you have to, you know, you grow with, with trusting God and trusting that he is with you, that he's hearing you that that he's growing you and that he is he's placing in you environments where you can be you know spiritually nourished and where you can grow and where you can be yourself amen amen, amen. um and you know there's also other practical steps danielle you know y'all can join our community you know what i'm saying amen. like and i'm not even <laughs> gonna say shameless plug because this is facts, though, like on a on, on a on a serious note, like it, it's about literally us coming together as well. Like, I think that we as believers are I mean, it's really like a, a thing when you're around people with like mind, you're emboldened, you're encouraged, you're supported. And, you know, that's that's why we part of the reason. I mean, that's one of our goals, like our four four goals, educate, support, challenge, build community. That community part is so important. God created the church jesus established the church for a reason and it's not for us to go about walking in this faith alone no that is not what it's meant to be we need to be plugged in um and that looks like being plugged into your physical church first and foremost but then it also looks like being plugged in with other christians you know that you can do life with you know on day to day so hey if you're listening if you're watching, you know, you can be our friend. You know what I'm saying? Come out to Bible study tonight, all that different stuff. I tell you, it's not a shameless plug. Like, this is, like, legit, like, a call to action. Like, we, we, as unassociated, we want to be a resource to 
everyone. Like we we want to help you strengthen your relationship with Christ. We want to be that answered prayer. You know that that whether it's for friendship, whether it's for guidance, whether it's for help, whatever it might be. Um, and we really want everybody to be plugged in. So make sure y'all get plugged in, man. Sign up, like sign in, all of that. <laughs> um, but I wanted to end off this episode with asking you, Danielle. I'm actually going to set a timer because I want this to be kind of like a rapid fire thing. I'm going to put 30 oh, seconds no. on the clock. 30 seconds on the clock. And you have to tell me, tell me, talk to me like I am you or anyone else that was in the same position that you were back when you were really just bound by, you know, other people's perceptions of you or whatever it might be. You have 30 seconds. Oh, snap. 30 seconds no. to tell me. Like, imagine you just got into a time capsule and you went back in time and now you're talking to past Danielle and a, a, a myriad of other people who might, you know, be dealing with the same thing. Tell me what's the word. All right. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. 30 seconds. Go. Wait, 30 seconds to do what? What? Danielle, don't act like what? you didn't I know what I just said. Ask me something. No, no. I thought that was the whole prompt. The prompt is What's the word? No, no, no. The prompt is speak to me like you're speaking to your past self that was going through the things that you were going through. And you have 30 okay. seconds, right? This is the prompt. 30 seconds. Say what needs to be said to that person to encourage them um, and to help them know that, you know, identity in Christ is uh, important and all of that. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm gonna try my best. Do you need like a okay. second to think of some stuff? I I think I'm I think I'm okay. I think I got right. it. This is just very nerve wracking, but I think I'm good. All right, thirty seconds on the clock. Three, two, one, go. If you are in an environment or around people where you feel like you have to compromise, where you can't say how you feel, where you can't be your full self, where you can't proclaim your faith or even ask questions about it, then it's not the right environment. If you are not accepted for who you are, then it's not the right environment. If if you can't speak about your faith or you're asked, to, you're asked, you're being asked to be quiet about that, then this is not the right environment for you. Um, That's time. Uh, let me see what well, keep going. Keep no! going, keep going, keep going, keep going, because you, you're, was, you're rolling. I, I guess, okay, let me, now I gotta get back on it. Yeah, I think, Jesus died, Christ, I think the, the the error that people make, whether they've been told this or whether they, they feel this is thinking that God is not accessible to everybody, that God is only concerned with us or people that follow him, but all of us were created. And I, this is what I tell people, that before the foundations of the earth, where God was creating the sun, the moon, the stars, the water, and the land, he thought that it was essential that you were here. Mm. So like before any of this was here, he had your name. He had a plan for your life. He had a purpose for you that was not to harm you, but to yeah. give you an expected ending. So whenever you doubt that you're not supposed to be here or you're not doing something right or God doesn't love you, that's a lie from the pit of hell. We were Amen. literally all created for the foundation of the earth with distinct purposes, with distinct gifts, knowing where even location. And so I, I would just really encourage people to really, to really believe in their hearts and know that they 
are here for a reason. Yeah. And um, Jer- Jeremiah 29, 13 says, I-, I believe, you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. And so as much as you're seeking that relationship or that game or that 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 acclaim or whatever it is that you're seeking, if you are seeking that thing more than you, yeah, God is not going to hear. God is not going to, you're not going to hear him because there are too many distractions. And so also like limit the distractions and really be intentional about hearing from God and seeing why he has you on this earth at this particular time in history and, and yeah. how you can use your gifts and, and where you are to glorify it. That is Amen. way over, but. <laughs> yeah, it was about like, you know, two and a half <laughs> minutes, but hey, you know, you tried your best. Um, and I do want to say this, um, just so we're very clear with everyone. Um, what we're trying to help you guys understand is also to recognize the spaces that are there for you to create close Amen. bonds with versus the spaces that you are there to be a soldier for Christ for. You know, Amen. your closest relationships that you are being yoked with, right? I definitely believe that those should absolutely be people who are going to strengthen your relationship with Christ. But that doesn't mean that that's all your relationships because we ought to have some type of relationship with people that are in the world that allows us to call them to repentance and be great influences to them. Um, So in no way, shape, or form is anything we're saying that, oh, that person is not a believer. Let's get away from them. But it's more so recognizing that we need that core that brings us close to Christ. And then we also have the assignments where absolutely we're friends. Absolutely. I love you. All that different stuff. But, you know, what's what's most important is our evangelism um, and drawing those people in, and, and being ambassadors for Christ in those scenarios. Can I just add two things really quick? Of course. I would just say, yeah, too, that um, what Emmanuel said, it's like, it, like you I don't like in terms of like, again, like no one's saying can't have friends that don't go to church and stuff like that. But I think as you have those relationships with the world, it is essential to preserve your light so that mm. they do see, they do see this light. And yeah. maybe, and, and maybe obviously I think don't, I think don't go too far to the end where it's like, I have to say the person and their salvation is on me because it's not, we're always supposed to plant the seed and God does it increase. But as you're mm. in these spaces that are not of the world, ensure to preserve your light so that they do see something different. Because, and you said this in your podcast from weeks ago, like if we're just living like them, there's no reason for them to believe anything that we're saying. Right. So preserve that light. And I just want to say really quickly, it was funny that you asked me what my Instagram name was because for a really long time, my Instagram name was misunderstood. And I made that a very like troubling time in my life where that's just how I felt. And I changed it, of course, because I was talking to my dad and I realized that I no longer (laughs) felt like that person. I no longer felt misunderstood, but I also didn't, feel the need to be understood by the world anymore and so this mm. new the new name of Bronx Rider was really about me stepping into the authority of who I am and 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 who God has allowed me to be today and I'm no longer misunderstood I am Amen. a Bronx Rider that's who I am and that's my purpose at this time and so I think even the importance of naming and, and how we name ourselves and how we identify ourselves speaks life into us or doesn't but that speaks life into me now and and that reflects who i am today and where god has brought me to today 
So Amen. just context for all of that. <laughs> Danielle, thank God you said that. Amen. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Amen. Um, Danielle, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you for agreeing to do this show. And um, I, I really do hope that, you know, for everybody listening, everybody watching that, you know, walk in that identity in Christ, man. Stop, stop presenting it. Stop feeling like it's holding you back. Um, stop thinking that, you know, you're sanctified and sticking out like a sore thumb in vain. No, you are you are different. You are set apart and you are set apart for a reason. It's not to make you look stupid. Amen. It's not to make you look funny. It's not to make you look down on yourself or make you think that you're not like everyone else or you're less than everyone else. It's because you have a unique, unique purpose to bear the image of God in the way that he wants you to bear his image. Um, and we have that responsibility to do so and we should walk in that for the sake of the people you love for the sake of the of this world for the sake of yourself um so with that note let's pray um father god we thank you so much lord um for this episode we thank you so much for this message for this conversation oh god uh i thank you lord for taking control i thank you lord for everyone who is listening here lord i pray over danielle's life oh god continue to increase her wisdom and her knowledge um and, and just as she navigates this life help her lord to acknowledge you as her leader and her captain oh god continue lord to do the great work that you're doing in her father god let it multiply let it even grow more i'm um, continuing to use her as your laborer lord and strengthen her and keep her all plans of the enemy against her to try and make her slip and fall to try and cast her down we cancel in the mighty name of jesus oh god father we cover her and, and we mask her lord um, with your goodness and your protection and your favor oh god and help her to continue to see your favor and increase favor in every facet of her life in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, and I'm praying for everyone that's listening as well, O oh God. Father, help us, Lord, to walk in our identity in Christ despite the persecution, despite looking like we might be weirdos or outcasts or squares to this world. Father, help us to be more concerned with the matters of you than the matters of this world. Um, help us to be more concerned with befriending you than being friends, Lord, with things of this world, oh God. Help us to put you first and cast our treasures above. Help us to fulfill our responsibilities and purposes to walk in our identity that you have created us for, oh God. Um, and albeit, Lord Jesus, help us to truly be pedestals for your glory. Anything that's holding us back from truly walking in our identity in you, Father, reveal it to us. Because sometimes it's internal. Father, reveal it to us. And don't just reveal it to us. Father, help us to not try and go about these things on our own, but to rely on you fully, O oh God, to deliver us, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Danielle, thank you once again. Um, I love working alongside you and being a laborer alongside you. And, you know, a toast to five years and by God's grace, a five more. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Have a great week. Peace. Amen.